This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Everybody. Welcome to Spin Control Episode 47, A Damn Fine Week. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. In today's episode, I've got a little knitting, some spinning, a little story about a damn fine week, and some updates on the deployment front. But as always, let's get this episode started with some updates. Where to start? There aren't a whole lot of updates, but there are some really cool updates to start with. An update on the list. I haven't made any headway on the list. I'm number three on the list. And the last bit of information that I got from those folks is that my new toy is on the workbench. And hopefully any day now, I will be getting a call or an email saying that it is ready for shipping. And I can get that on its way. Because I only have about three weeks left here at my house. And hopefully the new toy arrives before I depart. And that's all that there is on the list. In addition to the list, of course, we have a long-awaited update on the annual repurpose along. For those of you who were paying attention, Earth Day was April 22nd, and it came and it went. And we had quite a few folks post their entries into the repurpose along on the very last day, which is pretty cool. And I really totally enjoyed the repurpose along this year. I didn't quite get as much done as I had hoped, but I am not going to stop my repurposing efforts just because the contest is over. I hope that anybody who may have started and didn't necessarily finish in time will continue their efforts and maybe keep repurposing in mind for the rest of the year. That'll be fantastic. But to do the formal update portion and announce the winners, what I'm going to do is I'm going to edit in a little portion of a little chat that I had via Skype with Ann Kinlan from the Green Stitch podcast, where we talked about the winners from both her drawing and my drawing, and you can hear all about that right here. So it's great fun to welcome Shiloh from the Spin Control podcast. Hi, Shiloh. Hi, Anne. It's fantastic to be joining you. It really, I, I'm, I'm just thrilled to have you here. We cooked up this thing several months ago. Uh, Shiloh mm-hmm. started the whole repurpose along concept a year ago, uh, with her wonderful podcast, Spin Control, which even though I do not spin, I'm totally hooked on. I love it. And I think oh, if, if, so if you, if, if for our listeners, if you don't yet listen to Shiloh, please, uh, uh, look her up because she's fantastic. But, um, I, she had this idea of the repurpose along, and I thought it was such a great idea. And we started emailing a while back and uh, decided that a collaboration might be kind of fun. And uh, both of us are on the air now because we have done our drawings from both the Flickr mm-hmm. group and from the Ravelry group. And so um, Shiloh has sort of been monitoring the Ravelry group, and she has just, like, I mean, literally moments ago, has just done her drawing <laughs> with her random number generator. So she knows who the winners are from the Ravelry group. So Shiloh, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and share that news and tell us about the projects that are the winners of the books we're going to give away. All righty. Well, what you got there? Okay, now I'm a, <laughs> now I'm in a loss for words. I drew one. I drew one winner from the 17 entries uh-huh. that we had on the Ravelry group, 
And I just wanted to say a big kudos to everybody who entered. We had everything from mixed media projects to turning trash into something useful for the home. Fab. It definitely didn't have to be fibery mm-hmm. at all. And I just love to see some of the creative uses that we had of old things that would have gone to waste. And our winner from the Rowery Group is one of our mixed media entries. Miss Good Stuff over there created a dress out of a pillowcase, and she told, oh, it's so adorable. Her, it looks, oh, my goodness, what a doll. She had a crochet top for the body of it, and then she recycled a pillowcase to make the skirt of this little dress for an infant. It is so cute. Now, I, I'm not on Ravelry, so I'm really enjoying this oh. description. Oh, it's fantastic. The top, it's so adorable. Oh, my goodness. She's got pictures of the baby and everything. I will definitely have to send you a copy of that so that you can post it on your blog and share it with all of your listeners for those who are not on Ravelry. I would love it. There's an, and, actu- there's an actual baby modeling this dress? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And the funniest thing is she got her entry in right in the nick of time and got it done yesterday, <laughs> right on Earth Day. And the numbers just happened to come up in her favor. So congratulations, good stuff. Way to go. Good stuff. Yes, we'll be in contact and be sure to get things sent off. And that was the drawing for the book, The Sweater Chop Shop. Okay. All righty. And you, what do you have in store? Well, I have, um, let me look up my first winner because I drew my numbers just slightly before uh, we had this phone call. And my first winner is Leslie Pope. Uh, who posts on the Flickr group as UC mm-hmm. Gidget, and I'm I'm dying to know the story behind that name. So maybe Leslie can fill <laughs> us uh, fill us in on that because you know I'm having memories of uh, of Gidget from the 1960s and Sally Field come to mind, although that shows my age. But uh, Leslie posted uh, some gr- a great pair of. Uh, uh, well, first she posted a, a, her before picture of some linen pants, and then she made them into a tote bag. And I actually, these were something that I talked about uh, in the last podcast because I just love linen so much. And she dug I out know, her I linen. That oh, I do love linen. Well, anyway, I'm glad that <laughs> Leslie does too because she dug out her linen pants she wasn't wearing, and now she has a fabulous tote bag, and it is just adorable. It's beautiful apricot color. So uh, I was tickled when Leslie was the first one that popped up on my random number generator. And so, Leslie, you too will be getting a copy of the Sweater Chop Shop. Fantastic. Okay. Another book that I want to give away is uh, The uh, Dozens of Things, uh, Dozens of Ways to Repurpose a Pillowcase. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like uh, Good Stuff has already gotten a jump on us on that one with what she's already done. Oh, absolutely. But my second winner is Beth, who was one of the first entrants into the repurpose along. And I talked about Beth's entry a couple of weeks ago as well. But Beth made a really fabulous hiking bag out of some old pants. And it just has tons of pockets and tons of little little places to hook your keys and straps and places to put a phone and a flashlight. And if you go out hiking with this bag that Beth had, you will want for nothing because she made a really, really good use out of all the fabric in these old khaki pants. So Beth and Leslie, I will be in contact with both of you to give you your um, uh, your books that you have won. So congratulations. Awesome. Great. And I then- love this. 
I know this repurposed a lot. I know. There's just, there's really, really good things. I had some, um, uh, some non-fibery things too, some really clever, uh, brooches that Fran put together with all kinds of, of buttons and old trims and things like that and just some really, really cute things. And, uh, Michelle, uh, entered, um, she had a really clever repurposing. She took an old vintage sheet and just made it into bias tape. You know, just cut up those oh, strips fantastic. and used a little bias tape maker. And uh, so it is all ready for whatever her next project is going to be where she needs bias tape. But what a great use for an old vintage sheet that didn't have uh, didn't have any other place to go other than to become bias tape for uh, Michelle's uh, sewing room. So I thought that was super. That's fantastic. Great. I think one of the best things about this project, for everyone who gets to take a look, it gives you ideas for how to use things that you would have never thought of. Mm-hmm. We had folks using old glass bottles and turning them into watering gloves for their plants. We had folks cutting up credit cards and making jewelry out of them. Oh, just the most creative stuff that I would have never thought of. And just getting all those minds together and getting us all thinking about how we can keep stuff out of the landfill and give new life to stuff makes me so happy. It it really does. I love some of the um, uh, the t-shirt repurposing too. The way that mm-hmm. some uh, a couple of gals took some uh, adult sized t-shirts and cut them down for little kids to wear. I'm not that good working with knits yet, but I'll tell you, I'm really inspired seeing some of the things that uh, that people are doing, and uh, believe I'm going to give a few things a go. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Great. So um, I will tell listeners that Shiloh and I were emailing madly uh, earlier today because we were uh, <laughs> picking our winners and realized that we didn't want the fun to end right now. And uh, so we're both, for both the Ravelry group and the Flickr group, we're going to do sort of a viewer's choice award so that people can get in and vote Absolutely. for their favorite repurpose along project. And uh, we'll have another giveaway. Shiloh, do you want to go ahead and uh, uh, talk about how you're going to run yours on uh, on Ravelry? Sure. Between now and, let's say, the end of the month. What is the end of the month? Is it the 30th of April? We'll say the 1st of May. Between sure. now and the 1st of May, any of our Ravelry members, you don't have, necessarily have to be a follower of my group, but if you go over and check out the photos and just click love on any of those entries that our folks have listed, and whichever entry gets the most love will win a repurposed tag by me. I am still not done with my own repurposing, and I've got some horrid men's shirts that are just screaming to be project bags. That's simple, and I'll update the Ravelry board with the rules on how to do that so that if it doesn't come through clearly here, it'll be clear on the Ravelry board. Super. And I'm going to do something very similar for the Flickr group. Uh, there's not a love button, although I wish they were because that would be really fun. But there is a favorites button. And so if you um, if you have a favorite from the Repurpose Along 2001, uh, go ahead and click that favorites button. And I'll have instructions on my blog as well in case that didn't come out clearly. And by May 1st, uh, whichever uh, entry gets the most uh, favorites will win an additional prize from me. I've got another book or two that I can pull off my stash and but I wanted to sew something as well to give away I think I'm going to make a pin cushion I've been kind of into the handmade pin cushion thing uh, lately mm-hmm. with little you know buttons and embroidery so I'll work on that between now and the first of May and so we will have this uh, viewers choice uh, viewers choice winner so what a fun way to wrap up repurpose along 2010 or excuse me 2011 what year is it <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but this was fun. Thank you so much, Shiloh, for doing it, uh, for collaborating with Thank me. I really, it was so really fun to do it me. together. 
Alrighty, congratulations to everybody that got a repurpose project entered into the drawing, and congratulations to our winners. Good stuff. If you go ahead and get in contact with me, I've already sent you a note on Ravelry. Send me your address, and I will get your copy of the Sweater Chop Shop in the mail. And for everybody who is listening, go over to the thread and check it out and vote for your favorite repurpose along project so we can get our best of show winner. I know who my favorite is and I wanted to make sure that the best of show winner was not biased. So go over there and click love on your favorite entry and we'll announce the winner of the best of show in next week's episode. Thanks again to everybody who participated in that. I thoroughly enjoyed it and plan to do a repurpose along next year too. And that's all I've got this week in updates. So I guess it's time to get this podcast started. This week in Spin a Tale, I just wanted to take some time to share with you the damn fine week that I have had. It all started out last Tuesday when I kicked butt on my PT test. I only got to spend about six weeks preparing because I finally got cleared by my physical therapist to start running again. And when I started running, I'm pretty sure I told you this before, when I started running, my runtime for a mile and a half was 18 minutes and 56 seconds. And that totally sucked. If I had ran the test in that much time, it would have been a failing test. But I spent six weeks working with the folks over on base in a running clinic and improved my running time by more than three minutes. So I ran the test last Tuesday, and of course the weather was horrible. If you've been paying any attention to what's going on in the Midwest and the weather that we've been having here, it's been pretty awful. And last Tuesday was no different. We had hail expected the size of baseballs and there was lightning and thunder and that meant that we could not run outside. So sadly I had to run my mile and a half on an itty bitty tiny indoor track. I don't mind an indoor track because that means there's no elements like rain or wind to affect my run time but that track I had to run 26 and a half laps on an indoor track to complete the mile and a half. And it was like, oh my God, that's so boring. And it's really hard when you've been training on like, I think it's what, six laps on the big track, on a standard track. When you've been training on a standard track, it's really hard to gauge how fast you're running on that itty bitty tiny thing. And I just didn't know what to expect. But I got in there and I ran it and I improved my time again by about another six seconds running there. I think if we'd been able to run outside, I probably would have improved it even more. It's pretty awesome. And I managed my push-ups and my sit-ups and my weight and all that stuff and passed it with ease, which makes me so happy. And the folks over there at our running clinic are awesome. And I think if I had not participated in the running clinic, I don't know what would have happened with my test. So hopefully I can keep up the running, even though it's not my favorite thing. So during my next test, six months from now, I won't have to worry about it and it'll just be smooth and easy. So that was how my fantastic week kicked off and it just continued to get better from there. On Thursday, I officially found out that I was selected for promotion, which is awesome. I mean, it's not like this amazing feat or anyone. Uh, Like 90% of the folks that get put up for the rank of major make it, but it was still pretty cool to find out officially that I made major And sometime in the next year to year and a half, I will be pinning on that rank. So that's pretty awesome. And then after Thursday was over, I went out to the firing range on Thursday 
when I should have been on leave. I was hoping to be on leave anyway. And I qualified on the M16. And then I have spent the past four days at home with my family, enjoying my kids, going to the mall, you know, just chilling out. And it really, truly has been an awesome week. And I don't think I could have asked for anything better, even in spite of the rain. And now it's on to spinning my wheels. And with all the time off that I've had this week, I have been able to get a ton done on the crafting front, which makes me uber happy. You know how that goes. I probably have spent the most time knitting because that's easy to do. Even when I'm off of work, I get up like at the crack of dawn because the dogs wake me up. And I've been spending some quiet time in the morning, just me and my cup of coffee, knitting on the couch when the house is like silent and peaceful and wonderful. So I've been enjoying that and mostly in the mornings I've been working on the daybreak shawl. I'm participating in the Camp Kip daybreak knit along and I know I've said it in the past that I wasn't ever going to knit a shawl but this one is thoroughly enjoyable. I can't ever see myself doing a lace shawl because lace is definitely not something that entices me in the least. But I'm enjoying this shawl, and right now I'm halfway done with the striped section on the shawl, if you've ever seen it. It starts out with a solid, then transitions into stripes, and I'm halfway done with those stripes. So I'm pretty sure the only thing left after the stripes is the border. And I'm probably just going to keep that knitting to my morning knitting when all is quiet. I mean, it's definitely not an overly intensive concentration required project, but it's just... It's nice and easy, but there's a little bit of counting, you know, a little bit of increasing I have to remember. And it's easy to work on in the mornings when all is peaceful. In addition to that, I have resurrected my daughter's lion neck cardigan. And I've been spending quite a bit of time on that. We've watched a couple movies this week, and that has been super duper easy for movie knitting. Right now, I am at the bottom of the body working on the ribbing at the bottom edge. And sadly, I like wound the final balls of this yarn and I've only got four balls left and I'm not sure if I'm going to have enough to finish the sweater at the length that my daughter would like it. She'd like it down to her knees like a jacket, but that's just not going to happen. So hopefully keep your fingers crossed for me that I don't run out of yarn before I finish the sweater for her. Oh, it's, I think I'm going to cut it really, really close. We'll have to see how it works out. But that has been just kind of zooming away on that. It's been really easy and... Hopefully, I get it done here very, very soon. And today, this afternoon sometime, I will probably go out yarn shopping with Itty Bitty. We're probably just going to end up at like Michael's or Joann's or something like that because that child has decided what her sweater will be. She wants like a little mini shalom. And that's kind of how my daughters have decided what they want me to make for them is, hey, mom, you know that sweater that you made? I would like one, but in this color. So Itty Bitty would like a Shalom in shades of blue. So we'll probably go out and pick that out today. Pick that yarn out today. And that should be a super easy knit as well. I just have to make sure that I downsize it correctly. And it may just be a matter of figuring out what yarn she wants and then going ahead and using needle sizing to take the adult small and decrease it down to a kid size. In kid sizes, she is about a 10-12 girls, which is, I think, two sizes smaller than a women's small. And we don't have to worry about bust or anything like that because her age, we're not in a place with her development where that is an issue. 
So hopefully that product goes pretty quickly, and I plan on finishing the Lionette Cardi this week, and then maybe, I'm pretty sure I can finish a Shalom, a miniature Shalom at that in a week. So that should be pretty cool, and I'll let you know how that goes next week. And that's all I've been doing on the knitting front. In addition to that, I've been spinning. Not a whole lot, but I've been spinning. I went to spin group last week, and that was a lot of fun. I took one of my knit girls for her first time to spin group, and I had a blast with her. And really, I got back into the Blue Moon Fiber Arts Sheep to Shoe that I had gotten. And if you recall, what I did was the kit comes with 8 ounces of fiber, and I split it into two 4-ounce sections. And I'm spinning it very fine, hoping for a 3-ply Navajo-plied yarn. That's right, isn't it? Navajo 3-ply. All right, you know I always forget that. I said it wrong for so long. Now every time I get to it, even if I've looked it up, I confuse myself again. Anyway, I'm going to chain ply it into a three ply when I'm done with that. And I've only got like a quarter of an ounce left to spin. And then I think for practice sake, I'm going to ply it on the e-spinner, which should be cool, and start the next four ounces on the wheel. And the second four ounces, I'm going to do just a standard three ply. So that should be a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to it. And that's really all that's going on in my crafting front this week. I have got so much to do to get my house prepared for my departure that I'm kind of squeezing the crafting in right now in between like laundry and packing and going through paperwork and things like that. I just need to make sure that my house is ready for my departure because sadly, mommy seems to be the only person who knows where things are in this house. So I have to remedy that so my poor husband can take care of all the business while I am out. And that is all I've got going on this week in spinning my wheels. This week, I am all spun up about being on leave and taking time with my family. It has been a sheer joy. For one, I've been able to sleep in. I mean, not very far, like 6.15, 6.30, the dogs get me up, so it's time for them to go out. So I'm still up before the rest of the family, even when they're in school. But my kids had spring break this week, so I was able to take time off with them and just chill. I mean, even if we're having a pajama day, it is so nice to goof off with my kids. And it's been a lot of fun. And I am so looking forward to the fact that I have more of this family time ahead of me. It makes me so happy. This coming week, I should finish all the stuff that I've got going on at work and be able to take the rest of my time off on leave. And that means a lot of sleeping in. It means getting a lot done. It means spending quiet time in the house with my family and just soaking it all in. And that really is what has me overjoyed this week, is knowing that I am getting some quality time in and that I've got some more around the corner. That, my friends, is what has me all spun up this week. Lots of time off and lots of time with the family. And now, pre-drafting. So in the pre-drafting section this week, I have got a ton of stuff going on. Like I said in Spin a Tail, I've been getting a lot accomplished on the military front. I've pretty much got all of my training finished and passed my PT test, got all my medical exams done, and pretty much qualified to deploy. So the only thing that I've got left is this Tuesday, I will be doing a final out. It's basically where you sit down with the administrators and you look over your records and make sure everything's in line to depart. So on Tuesday, I will know whether or not there's anything I've got left to do. And if there isn't, then I'm pretty much going on leave and I'm going to spend the rest of the time 
at home with my family getting things organized. If there is stuff left, I should be able to get it all done this week, and as soon as it's done, then I'll go on leave for the rest of my time. We're really running down to the wire, guys. I've got, like, what, three weeks left? Like, 21 days from right now, the day I'm recording. So probably by the time you hear this, it'll be less than three weeks. It's really coming close. I fly out of here on the 15th of May to go to training. And and that's it. I mean, it's right here. It's coming. It's super close. So I really have to put the pedal to the metal to get everything ready. On the more entertaining and fun stuff, I have been taking a look at all of my crafting stuff and figuring out what I can take with me as travel projects to get me started. Oh, Lord, because there is going to be so much time like in airports and things like that that I'm definitely going to have to have some knitting on hand. And one of the things that I am going to take with me is my scrappy lengthwise scarf. I started it a while ago making it out of sock yarn scraps. But once I got like three or four rows in, I looked at it and decided that some of the yarns I was using were too... Like the weight varied too much between sock yarns that I needed to take, basically restart it and use more similarly weighted yarns. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make this scrappy lengthwise scarf out of all the sock yarn that I got when I was participating in the Blue Moon Fiber Arts Socks That Rock Club. I did that two years in a row, 2009 and 2010. So I've got quite a bit of leftovers from participating in that in varying colors to do this scarf. And that is like a single stitch pattern the entire way through. Once you get it cast on, you just go until it's as wide as you want it. So that should be some perfect, perfect travel knitting. So I'll have to get that ready here very, very soon. And then vanilla socks. I think those are the only two things that I've really got in mind for traveling when it comes to knitting. In addition, I still need to pack up the quilt. So I have been cutting my scraps to prepare this quilt. I'm going to put everything I need to make this quilt by hand in like one Rubbermaid bin, like a little Rubbermaid bin, like kitchen size Rubbermaid bin, and package it up and send it ahead of me to my deployed location so it's ready to go. So I need to get all those squares cut. And I've got, I'm about a quarter of the way done. I need a total of 1,280 squares, and I've gotten just over 300 squares cut. And I'm actually quite enjoying it. Like I get a podcast going, and I'll come back and I'll cut, you know, a handful of squares when I get a minute and I don't mind the cutting at all. It's kind of fun actually. And what I need to do really for that project is narrow down the things that are essential to get it done. I just figured out or just realized that there is no way I'm going to be able to quilt this thing without like a little travel iron. So I'm looking into purchasing one of those, like one of the tiny little, little ones that are like craft irons. That should be more than enough to get me through. I obviously don't need the best iron because it's not going to be It's going to be something I use on a temporary basis, and portability, size, and weight are going to be more important than the overarching quality of the product, because I don't expect it to last forever. So that'll be the last step to getting that quilt stuff done. Finishing my cutting, and finding that travel iron at a reasonable price, because I know it's going to be just a temporary item that I use only while I'm deployed. So that's really all I've got going on in pre-drafting. Got to finish up all my military stuff, go on leave, get my crafting stuff prepared, and finish the house. I've got to get my house organized into organized in a way that makes me feel comfortable leaving my poor husband here with my daughters. Not that, I mean, he's not incapable, but there are a lot of things around this house that only mommy knows where they are, sadly. I don't know why. Like, I've got to get all of our, you know, the, the formal copies of all of our official documents, like birth certificates and bank statements and all of that stuff ready. 
so he knows where all of that stuff is. Like, even when it comes down to shampoo, conditioner, and body wash, my family, for some reason, cannot get it into their heads where I keep this stuff. And it's in the same place every time. I'm constantly getting called from, like, the other side of the house. Mom, I need shampoo. Where is it? And it's in the same place every time. We have a giant linen closet in our bathroom. I don't know why they can't figure out that it's in there. But it looks like I just need to organize it more so that they can see it more readily and know what we've got in stock, I guess. All right, folks, that's all I've got in pre-drafting. And we will move on to the next segment. All righty, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. But first, I would like to apologize. I'm not sure if the difference in audio quality has bothered anybody, but I wanted to say that I'm sorry and let you all know that there's really nothing I can do about it at this point. My new phone that I'm recording the podcast on will not accept the microphone that I had been using since I started the podcast. So I'm stuck now recording on like iPhone headphone microphone, if that makes any sense. And it's not horrible, but it's definitely not the quality that I think we'd all grown accustomed to. So it looks like this is the quality we're going to have for a while until they come up with a new microphone to work with the iPhone 4. In addition, I wanted to take a minute to remind you all that we have one week left of our March-April donation incentive. For everyone who donates at least $1 to the podcast, you'll be entered into a drawing to win a copy of the book Spin Control that was donated by one of our wonderful listeners. Thank you, Knit Admin. We really appreciate it. And next week, I'll be announcing the winner of that drawing. So you have just about five days, six days, to get those donations in if you're interested in being entered in that drawing. Alrighty, folks. That appears to be all I've got going on this week. So it is truly time to wrap this up. This week's song is called Train Whistle by Hotels and Highways. And as always, you can get the details about this episode and all the previous episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com, catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl, or follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl maid. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. Spin the globe wherever it stops. I'm going hit the map with the dot in your hand. Gonna blow this train whistle. Till I find out who I am Spin the globe Wherever it stops I'm going Hit the map With the dart in your hand Gonna blow this train whistle Till I find out who I am And the old man said Son, you've got to live to learn Yeah, we all got fire But we all don't let it burn Let it burn Spin the globe Wherever it stops I'm going Hit the map With the dot in your hand Gonna blow this train whistle Till I find out who I am Come on
Wherever it stops, I'm going. Hit the man with the dart in your hand. Gonna blow this train whistle till I find out who I am. Oh, yeah. What you know about crying? What you know about dying, boy? Bye. 